0: Welcome to Blog Talk Radio in high fidelity.
1: Welcome to What If You Just Imagine with Janice and Mary, the show helping you imagine and create the life you really want. Janice is a transformational coach creating sparkle in your life and a healer certified in Theta Healing Basic and Advanced DNA. Quantum Touch Levels 1 and 2, as well as a Quick Pulse practitioner and author of the children's book, Henry's Wild Adventures, Henry and the Oranges. Mary is a visionary and spiritual intuitive who specializes in facilitating her clients to live their passion. Mary began her soul work as a teacher in the School of Life after her own life met with significant tragedies that transformed her both professionally and personally. Mary launched her own company, Global Healing Solutions, to provide people with the intuitive perspective they need to overcome obstacles and truly live their dreams.
0: Thank you for another show of What If You Just Imagine. Janice is sending the loving energies of hope and blessings for the upcoming Christmas season. We send our love to Janice and her family as she has lost her father this past week. He has passed over into heaven where I know he'll be watching over his family and sending love and just joy and blessings and prayers to all of those that he loved and loved him. So Janice, when you listen to this show, know our hearts and our souls are with you. This is a great Christmas story. It's called Christmas in My Heart. And I'm sure you will all identify somewhat with this story of love. And so it begins. There had never been a winter like this. Stella watched from the haven of her armchair as gusts of snow whipped themselves into a frenzy. She feared to stand too close to the window, unreasonably afraid that somehow the blizzard might be able to reach her there. Breathless out into the chaos, the houses across the street were all but obliterated by the fury of windborne flakes. Absently, the elderly woman straightened the slipcovers on the arms of her chair, her eyes glued to the spectacle beyond the glass, Dragging her gaze away from the window, she forced herself up and out of her chair and waited a moment for balance to reassert itself. Straightening her back against the pain that threatened to keep her stooped, she set out determinedly for the kitchen. In the doorway to the next room, she paused, her mind blank, wondering what purpose had propelled her there. From the vent above the stove, The scream of the wind threatened to funnel the afternoon storm directly down into the tiny house. Stella focused brown eyes on the stove top clock. The 3.15 time reminded her that she had headed in there to take something out of the freezer for her supper. Another lonely meal that she didn't feel like preparing, much less eating. Suddenly, she grabbed the handle of the refrigerator and leaned her forehead against the cold, white surface of the door as a wave of self-pity threatened to drown her. It was too much to bear, losing her beloved Dave this summer. How was she to endure the pain, the daily nothingness? She felt the familiar ache in her throat and squeezed her eyes tightly shut to hold the tears at bay. Stella drew herself upright and shook her head in silent chastisement. She reiterated her litany of thanks. She had her house, her tiny home, an income that should suffice for the remainder of her days. She had her books and her television programs, her needlework. There were the pleasures of her garden in the spring and summer, walks through the wilderness park at the end of her street, and to win- the winter birds that brightened the feeders outside her kitchen pitcher window. Not today, though, she thought, as the blizzard hurled itself against the eastern wall of the kitchen. Oh, Dave, I miss you so. I never minded storms when you were here. The sound of her own voice echoed hollowly in the room. She turned on the radio that stood on the counter next to a neatly descending row of wooden canisters. A sudden, joyful chorus of Christmas music filled the room but it only served to deepen her loneliness. Stella had prepared for her husband's death since the doctor's pronouncement of terminal lung cancer. They had both faced the inevitable, striving to make the most of their remaining time together. Dave's financial affairs had always been in order. There were no new burdens in her widowed state. It was just the awful aloneness, the lack of purpose to her days. They had been a childless couple. It had been their choice. Their lives had been full and rich. They had been content with busy careers and with each other. They had had many friends, had. That was the operative word these days. It was bad enough losing the one person you loved with all your heart. But over the past few years, she and Dave repeatedly had to cope with the deaths of their friends and other relatives. They were all of an age, the age when human bodies begin, well, giving up and dying. I guess fellas was facing it that they were old. And now on this first Christmas without Dave, Stella would be on her own. Friends of hers, Mabel and Jim, had invited her to spend the holiday with them in Florida, but somehow they had seemed worse than staying home alone. Not only would she miss her husband, but she would miss the, the snow and the winter and the familiarity of her home. With shaky fingers, she lowered the volume of the radio so that the music became a muted background. She glanced towards the fridge briefly then decided that a hot bowl of soup would be more comforting for this evening. To her surprise, she saw that the mail had come. She hadn't even heard the creak of the mail slot in the front door. Poor mailman out in this weather well, neither hail nor sleet, with the inevitable wince of pain, she bent to retrieve the damp white envelopes from the floor. Moving into the living room, she sat on the piano bench to open them. They were mostly Christmas cards, and her sad eyes smiled at the familiarity of the traditional scenes and at the loving messages inside. Carefully, her arthritic fingers arranged them among the others clustered on the piano top. In her entire house, they were the only seasonal decoration. The holiday was less than a week away, but she didn't have the heart to put up that silly tree or even set the stable that Dave had built with his own hands. Suddenly, engulfed by the loneliness of it all, Stella buried her wrinkled face in her hands, lowering her elbows to the piano keys in a harsh, abrasive discord, and let the tears come. How would she possibly get through Christmas and the winter beyond it? She longed to climb into bed and bury herself in a cocoon of blankets. Not emerging until her friends and spring returned. The ring of the doorbell echoed the high pitched, discordant piano notes and was so unexpected that Stella had to stifle a small scream of surprise. Now, who could possibly be calling on her on a day like today? Wiping her eyes, she noticed for the first time how dark the room had become. The doorbell sounded a second time. (laughs) Coughing, she got up from the piano bench. Using the piano for leverage, she raised herself upright and headed for the front hall, switching on the living room light as she passed. She opened the wooden door and stared through a screened window of the storm door on her front porch, buffeted by waves of wind and snow, stood a strange young man whose hatless head was barely visible among the large carton in his arms. She peered beyond him through the driveway, but there was nothing about the small car to give a clue to his identity. Returning her gaze to him, she saw that his hands were bare and his eyebrow had lifted in an expression of hopeful appeal that was fast disappearing behind the frost froming on the glass. Summoning courage, the elderly woman opened the door slightly and he stepped sideways to speak into the space. Mrs. Thornhope? She nodded, affirmation, her extended arm beginning to tremble with cold and the strain of holding the door against the wind, he continued, predictably, I have a package for you. Curiosity drove warning thoughts from her mind. She pushed the door far enough to enable the stranger to shoulder it and step back into the foyer to make room for him. He entered, bringing with him the frozen breath of the storm. Smiling, he placed his burden carefully on the floor and stood to retrieve an envelope that protruded from his pocket. As he handed it to her, a sound came from the box. Stella actually jumped. The man laughed in apology and bent to straighten up the cardboard flaps, holding them open in an invitation for her to peek inside. She advanced cautiously, then turned her gaze downward. It was a dog. To be more exact, a golden Labrador retriever puppy. As the gentleman lifted his squirmy body up into his arms, he explained, This is for you, ma'am. He's six weeks old and completely housebroken. At least we think. The young pup wiggled. In happiness at being released from captivity and thrust ecstatic wet kisses in the direction of his benefactor's chin. We were supposed to deliver him on Christmas Eve, he continued with some difficulty, as he strove to rescue his chin from the wet little tongue. But the staff at the kennel starts their holiday tomorrow. I hope you don't mind an early present. Shocked has stolen her ability to think clearly. Unable to form coherent sentences, she stammered, but, but I don't, I mean, who, who? The young fellows set, set the animal down on the doormat between them, and then reached out a finger to tap the envelope she was still holding. There's a letter in there that will explain everything pretty much. The dog was brought last July while her mother was still pregnant. It was meant to be a Christmas gift. If you would just wait a minute, there are some things in the car I'll get for you. Before she could protest, he was gone, returning a moment later with a huge box of dog food, a leash, and a book entitled Caring for Your Labrador Retriever. All this time, the puppy had sat quietly at her feet, panting happily as his brown eyes watched her. Unbelievably, the stranger was turning to go. Desperation forced the words from her lips. But who? Who brought it? Pausing in the open doorway, his words almost snatched away by the wind that tousled his hair, he replied, Your husband, Dave, ma'am. And then he was gone. It was all in the letter, forgetting the puppy entirely at this sight of the familiar handwriting. Stella had walked like a... Stella had walked through the living room to her chair by the window, unaware that the little dog had followed her. She forced tears filled eyes to read her husband's words. He had written it three weeks before his death and had left it with the kennel owners to be delivered with the puppy as his last Christmas gift to her. It was full of love and encouragement and admonishments to be strong. He vowed that he was waiting for the day when she would join him and he had sent her this young, beautiful puppy to keep her company until then. Looking at this little, beautiful puppy through tears stained eyes for the first time, she was surprised to find him quietly looking up at her, his small panting mouth resembling a cosmic smile. Stella put the pages aside and reached down for this bundle of golden fur. She thought that he would be heavier, but it was only the size and weight of a sofa pillow. And so warm, so soft, so cuddly. She cradled him in her arms and he licked her jawbone, then cuddled up into the hollow of her neck. The tears began anew at this exchange of affection and the dog endured her crying without moving. Finally, Stella lowered him to her lap where he regarded her solemnly. She wiped vaguely at her wet cheeks and then somehow mustered a, a big old smile. Well, little guy, I guess it's you and me. His pink tongue panted in agreement. Stella's smile strengthened and her gaze shifted sideways to the window. Dusk had fallen and the storm seemed to have spent the worst of its fury. Though fluffy flakes that were now drifting down at a gentle pace, she saw the cheery Christmas lights that edged the roof lines of her neighbor's home. And the sounds of joy to the world wafted into the kitchen. Suddenly, Bella felt the most amazing sensation of peace washing over her. It was like being enfolded in a loving embrace. Her heart beat painfully, but it was with joy and wonder not grief or loneliness. She need never feel alone again. Returning her attention to the dog, she spoke to him. You know, fella, I have a box in the basement that I think you'd like. There's a tree in it and some decorations and lights that will impress you like crazy. And I think I can find that old stable That manger down there, too. What do you say we go hunt for it? The puppy barked happily in agreement as if he understood every word. What a beautiful story. Isn't that a touching story of love between a man and a woman? I guess I'm dedicating this letter specifically to the listeners out there who have lost a husband or a wife or a significant other this past year or even years before. Christmas is difficult when we are separated from our loved ones. It is such a hard experience for those who recently said goodbye to their lifelong partner. Christmas season will be especially difficult for those families and for others who are grieving over recent losses. Know that at What If You Just Imagine, our prayers will be with you with them and days ahead. Time of year also brings hope to those whose departed loved ones had a personal relationship with their Lord, who had hope and love for their higher power, who surrounded themselves with the angels. For there is a day of reunion, where every tear will be wiped and away, and all sorrow banished. As we approach another Christmas, I just thought this story would bring that gentle touch of, of love. Sometimes a, a little puppy, a gift from a friend, a visit from a friend, is an ultimate Christmas gift for those who feel alone and lonely or who are searching for the meaning and direction in their life. So this season, take a moment, take a moment to remember those who may be sitting alone in their homes, staring at the beautiful lights of their Christmas tree. And know that a visit from you could mean the world to them. A Christmas card, yeah, you know, those old-fashioned Christmas cards that we once put in the mail, <laughs> maybe send one of those, a phone call or a, a gift that you send that can be delivered not only to their heart home, but to their heart. Gifts come in many, many ways, but I think the gift of giving your time and your heart and your soul to someone who truly, truly needs it right now. I hope you enjoyed this uh, story from Christmas in my heart. As it seemed to me to be a a story of such thoughtfulness that the husband knew that his wife would be so alone, not having children and probably wandering around the house day after day as she was a, a woman of age. But there's something about having new life in your home, a puppy to love, or a cat, that can again give your life meaning and purpose. So I invite you, the listeners today, to maybe visit your local shelters help an animal in need find their forever home and bring joy not only to your heart but to theirs. As we start off this wonderful Christmas season may we continue to find peace not just on earth but peace within our families, peace among our friends and peace within your own heart. It's there, I promise. Have a beautiful holiday season. And thank you again for tuning into What If You Just Imagined. You may reach out to me at MaryAnswersNow and my website is globalhealing-soul-solutions.com